0: Young Metro, don't trust you. I'm shit. Beautiful, morning. Beautiful morning,
1: babe. The morning, 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 morning. What's up? Now Stygia Pod coming at you. We're gonna deliver your weekly look at what's going on in pop culture. But first, this is Dave Martinson. Something looks a little different about you this week, Dave. You look a little little sun-kissed, man. Got some flakes. You got some color is what oh, yeah. you got. So if uh, if you listen to our last two pods, you could probably tell that they were pre recorded. We did a rock pod that did not mention Chris Cornell... So that was oh, probably the most. I didn't even realize that had happened. Like a, He died literally right as that pod's coming out. I was like, well, if one thing going to make that pod sound super dated immediately, it was not mentioning the rock god that died. So RIP <sighs> Chris Cornell. Because nothing else will make it sound super dated. We're talking about rock music. Yeah, exactly. And oh I am not around. Damn it. But, anyways. Yeah. So, Check that out anyway. That's yeah. a good discussion. It kind of shows how long it's been since we podded. I mean, Chris Cornell f- feels like he's been dead for a while now. But Internet news cycle, so, man. Yeah, very recent. But Dave was on a, a nice little vacation. Where'd you go, Dave? Hawaii. Hawaii. And then Governor's Ball in New York City. Yeah, so quick favorite moment from Hawaii. You posted some cool pics on Instagram. Yeah, Dave check those Martinson. out. Fire Picks. Was it Dave? Do it for the gram. Dave Martin. Dave underscore Martinson. You can find that
0: in my Twitter bio at Swagger. Hmm. Gotta keep the brand. Yeah, so I think my favorite thing was going to Kauai, one of the smaller mm-hmm. islands, less developed, really pretty, a lot of nature.
1: Yeah, it was, was cool it, time. Yeah, I saw you did a lot of hikes. Yeah, and a lot of... I went, I hiked, I hiked to a waterfall three days in a row. It, a different waterfall. One three. of them was so big you couldn't even fit in the whole picture. Yeah, it was That's like 400 feet. Pretty crazy. Yeah. So then, second part, what was your favorite part? of Governor's Ball. Yeah, wow. Governor's Ball was a great time. If you followed Dave on Snapchat, he posted some pretty awesome Snapchats. Yeah. Quick
0: Governor's pro Ball. tip for taking snaps at concerts... You take the snap, and then you hit save the memories. Yeah, you gotta save them. And then, and then that, try to post it. But like that way, you don't waste time trying to have a caption and get distracted. Don't be that asshole on your phone with the concert. And not only that. So I just take a lot and I send them out later and delete at, the
1: ones I didn't want. F festivals, battery power is like right. It's like gold. And trying to post a snap when everybody else trying to post a snap, you're not gonna be able to do it. So don't don't send it at that moment. Right. Find a, a less, lesser time to do it. Yeah. Tell uh, us about Governor's Ball. Who did you see? Who were your fa- who were like your favorite artists? Well, I was there.
0: I, I was there two days. So I didn't go Sunday. Uh, oh You had,
1: yeah. you definitely had a
0: three day ticket too. I, I did have a three day ticket.
1: Look at uh, that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it was it was really just because Logic and Wiz were the acts I would have wanted to see the most mm-hmm. and I guess skept in the afternoon. But they were the last two acts of the day, Logic and Wiz. Yeah, yeah. And like I I've seen Logic less than a year ago and we talked about his album com slash nostalgia pod. And I weren't that high on it, so I'm like, eh, I don't really Yeah, you know. And then Wiz has like one good song I've liked since I saw him like four years ago. Which is bake sale, so. and coupled with the fact that it takes a few hours, it takes a while to get out of the festival, across the bridge, and then walk through my Airbnb. Yeah. Then I had to walk back to the train station, take a train, and then sleep a for a little bit, then drive back up here for work. After being off for two weeks, I'm like, maybe I'll just. Especially get home. on Sunday, because the third yeah. day
1: you're always just like dragging.
0: Yeah. So I didn't go Sunday, but Saturday and Friday. Friday I saw Danny Brown, Schoolboy Q, Lord, and Chance the Rapper. Saturday I saw. Ray Shremmer, ASAP Ferg, Wu Tang Clan, and Childish Gambino. Extremely hip hop heavy. Of course. I didn't see Stormzy because I was waiting for Ray Shremmer to have the queue up. And Ray Shremmer had the best crowd of anyone because mm-hmm. crowd was just super, super lit, into everything, <laughs> knew all the words. It was a great time. But I think the best. And Lord, actually, Lord was. She was ch- super charming. I just love watching her. What do you mean by charming? Like, she's just. She like, got that little New Zealand. Accent. Yeah, like the way she talks. She's like, "Governor's ball, I, I love you. This is so special." And I'm like, "Yeah, this is, this is special. You're right." <laughs> and you and said she, she performed that uh, her third single, whatever it's called, uh, for the first time. Liability.
1: Oh wait, no. Fuck. It just came out. She did this, it with uh, Jack Antonoff. Came oh, out so he didn't. Cause... He didn't come out for Greenlight. No, I he, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he, well, he was there. He he was there. Greenlight's the
0: last song. Uh, gotcha. Jack Antonoff really? has done the with whole them. album with, with her apparently. So interesting. They look
1: like really good friends. The way they're interacting on. The That's show, called on perfect stage. places. Yeah, um, yeah, it's interesting because, uh, you know, Jack Antonoff, he was obviously there for Bleachers. Um, mm-hmm. They just released their second album, first one in three years. I saw them at Governor's Ball back in 14. Mm-hmm. So right as the album came out for their first one, Strange Desire. And when he said that he came out Lord, I was like, oh, it makes perfect sense. They basically are working on this album. I knew he did Greenlight with her. I know, he did most of the songs. Yeah, the,
0: the, the Wikipedia notes that it does have so far says all
1: songs co-produced by... Lord and Jack Antonoff. Yeah, and apparently Jack has also been had a part in like a lot of major pop hits recently, did like Out of the Woods with he, Taylor Swift. Yeah, he produced uh, I Don't Want to Live Forever with Zayn and Taylor. Okay, there you go. So yeah, he's, he's big had, money maker there. Yeah, he's been writing a lot of songs for pop songs, so very interesting. Yeah. Lord, he's really solid. Yeah, and team was amazing. Did Did she do her weird dancing? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but she still
0: sings really good while doing her, you know, yeah. weird weird thing. She's, she's uh, awesome. I, I got there. What was it? um... Schoolboy Q ended a few minutes after Lord started, so I didn't get to see her do Magnets. That was one of the first songs of the set. That's all right. But it's all good. I saw Royals, Team, Green Light. No songs I really wanted to see yeah, anyway. there so. you go. But yeah, Gambino. Did not know what to expect going in, of course, given Awaken My Love, his funk, funkadelic, mm-hmm. non rap album from December that we talked right. about. And he dined a cool mix. He definitely had the full band out there, you know, the organ player. He really had the whole thing. And great, like, light setup really uh, changed a lot with the video wall in the back. And he would, he started with Me and Your Mama, and then he would go into uh, some rap songs. He did uh, The Worst Guys, he did Sweatpants. Did he bring out Chance? He did not bring out Chance. Chance Mm -hmm. was apparently in the back just watching.
1: If He's in the back just bring. out. I don't, I
0: I think because this was, Gambino said this, and you could, you would know this anyway. This was his only show of the
1: year. He hasn't done one yet, and he said he's not doing any more. I guess maybe this happened longer ago. Didn't he have that festival where like that was like didn't in August? Food? I think. Wow, so that's almost a year. Because yeah, that,
0: that was before Atlanta came out.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, crazy time flies, man.
0: Yeah, crazy. So yeah, well, I think this is he's like on break from shooting uh, land Han Solo, so oh, that's oh, gotcha, why he's here yeah. anyway. Oh, but, yeah, interesting. He did not do Bonfire or Freaks and Geeks, which I thought was really good. Yeah, because he's above he's those songs now, like that kind of music. Yeah. And like yeah, they're really popular, but you don't have to do those anymore. No. So I think that was smart. But the best moment by far was he brought out a DJ Super Brick, which is Kyle's DJ, you know, I spy Kyle. Yeah. Y- Yvonne Schumpert, uh, Gerald from Hair hey Old Afro, very yeah. big and uh, yeah, he just brought out Brick to like, you know, with a, a turntable to actually do some spinning. And he starts uh, you know, doing almost like like a sketch, right? He starts talking about how he's trying to make out with a girl and has the D like what songs you gotta play on and uh, he starts with like uh, he gets to sex with me with Rihanna. He gets to uh, some bangers and he. It's really funny. He's like he's got the whole crowd in his page. He's like, Where are you going with this? The right? end of Redbone. He ended with Redbone. He was doing the fucking Redbone meme. What? Yeah, making out in the bathroom yeah. with Redbone. He
1: was doing the fucking meme. <laughs> it was fucking amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. And also something only Gambino would think of. It was like who the fuck would ever put that. It together? was so good. I, I was so impressed. That is awesome. And if you
0: don't know that meme, I, I just retweeted the original tweet, but it's like it was a video, audio version of Red Bones. This is what Red Bones sound like if you're making out with a girl at yeah. a bathroom at a house party and just muffled. Mm-hmm. And people started flipping that around. And, you know, this is what Red Bones sound like with famous Dex ad libs. Yeah. Or this is what Red Bones would sound like when it was paused and it's just not a video. Oh like, my God. So That's... this is a great meme in general, but the fact that Gambino is so self-aware that he did a probably like six or seven minutes sketch with a DJ he flew out to help him with it. Like but Great way
1: to end is my favorite song of his. That's, and Ribo's of course, fantastic. That's fantastic. You saw a Chance for the third time? Yep. What, what would you grade it compared to the other ones? First, second, third? First. 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 Wow. Uh, what made this one first? I think it's just better. He just
0: has... Great stage presence, and uh, he kind of just bumps through the songs. I think it's better and better. He also didn't have those puppet things you didn't like last time. Woo! That's awesome. Brought out Ty Dolla Sign at the end. Ty Dolla Sign. Do some uh, background vocals for Blessings. Uh, yeah, it was good. The Kanye melody was cool. He did his version of Waves from The Life wow. of Pablo, which right. I don't know right. if he's performed that that often,
1: or right. at least not till this tour anyway. Right. Uh, so yeah, Chance is uh, riding high. And if you saw Game Bean, you definitely didn't see Phoenix, though.
0: No, it was funny... <laughs> So Phoenix was on the uh, the Gov Ball stage, Gov Ball went NYC stage. Gambino yeah, was on the, the, Honda stage. Stage. the
1: Honda stage. Honda stage, right.
0: And there was a brief moment where uh, I think they were, they were moving the set around, so Gambino took like a minute break, and uh, it was like you hear Phoenix in the background, and someone was like, "Shut up, Phoenix!"
1: <laughs> Everyone <been> laughing already. <laughs> I, I I had a couple of other friends that when I checked in with them today, and they said Phoenix is actually one of their favorite sets of the weekend. And I asked how the new music sounded, they said. Came out great, very dancey, very fun. So that's really great to hear. I'm glad you had a good time at yeah. Governor's Ball, though. I am a little disappointed you didn't hear Air, which who was coming Sunday. back together, but no big deal. I also saw Wu Tang Clan. One last thing: all nine members of the Wu
0: Tang Clan were there. That's
1: in New York City, right? It was the
0: day 20th anniversary to the day of Wu Tang Forever, their wow. second album. Okay. Really cool. Yeah, which is one of their like most revered. Albums, yeah, of course. Uh, Drake has the song yeah. Wu Tang Forever as a homage. Yeah. And all nine guys were there, plus Redman came out for a, a, a boost, and wow. Young Dirty Bastard, one of ODB's sons, came out to do shimmy shimmy Ya" ah and get your money. Wow. So, yeah, it was great. That's pretty cool. Method Man is fucking awesome. <laughs> he he took his sneakers off, signed them, and threw them in the crowd. That's he, dope. He, he dropped his hat at one point, and he, like, looked at it, and he just threw it in the crowd. That's good. Cool. He, like, stage dove on both sections of the crowd. <laughs> wow. And, um... It was really cool, too, because Raekwon was like, you know, I just got to take a moment in New York. You know, we usually don't really talk. We're trying to let the music speak, but I just really want to shout out. Thank you all for supporting real hip-hop. And I wanted to say, like, fuck you, little Yachty. We didn't say that. (laughs) uh, And then uh, RZA was like, yeah. And, you know, here Wu-Tang Clan, you know, he was setting up for Cream, you know, cash everything around him. Yep. So like, you know, we we really sell our records here. Wu-Tang Clan, Multi-Platinum, Method Man, Multi-Platinum, Rizzo Platinum, Raekwon, The Chef Platinum, Ghostface Platinum, Inspector
1: <laughs> Deck Gold, You Got Gold. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, they're, these guys sold a lot of records when yeah, there was no streaming. They're fucking incredible. Yeah. So, also, they're really good. Fuck Martin Screlly, because she just released that album so yeah. everyone else can hear it. Anyways, why don't we move on to some casting, because obviously it's been a couple of weeks, we have a lot to catch up on. Correct. Um, actually, no, sorry, just wanted to mention real quick, Kanye West dropped two new songs, actually did not drop, the <sighs> music mafia, hacked him, Music mafia, apparently. hacked Drake's Twitter. And Drake. And then they, Kanye.
0: Music mafia.
1: But he's with ASAP
0: and uh, Amigos. ASAP Rocky and Amigos and Thugger. So. Th- these uh, are exactly what they are, leaks, they're mm-hmm. not even not, mixed, I don't think. Not, not great
1: quality, no. no. But
0: They're also not worth
1: downloading so i'm sure kanye's probably furious because he hates people hearing anything before he's mm-hmm. supposed to Yeah, I'm missing much if he didn't find a link in time also lord has an album coming out in two weeks phoenix coming out this upcoming weekend Katy perry this weekend and three pretty major rock bands arcade fire foo fighters and radiohead all dropped singles this past week hinting maybe we'll see an album from one or two of them for the end of the year uh, Radiohead, had to be surprised that okay arcade fire, fire makes the most sense given yeah, the lull they have had yeah, so. and Foo Fighters, I think it's been two years since Sonic Highways or uh, whatever that album was called. I don't remember. but So it would be interesting. Mm-hmm. If they're doing a European tour, so it'll make a lot of sense. Let's move on to casting, though. Mm-hmm. So why don't we start with TJ Miller? Yeah. Uh, not, not necessarily casting, but uh, leaving a cast. Yeah, so uh, Silicon Valley, obviously in its fourth season, been a pretty good season so far. It's hitting a little bit of a lull, but I think it's about to pick up. Things are changing. Yeah, and T.J. Miller will not be back for the fifth season. What do you think about this, Dave? Erlich Bachman's one of the fan-favorite characters from the show. He
0: is, I think he's... Pretty safe safe to say he's the breakout actor oh, yeah. of the show. Since Silicon Valley started, he's been in Deadpool, mm-hmm. as well as I'm sure he got nice checks for Office Christmas Party and the Emoji Movie, mm-hmm. and he's also going be in Ready Player One, Steven Spielberg's movie, next year. Uh, so T.J. Miller has been doing great for himself. I and mean, he, He's a voice in How to Train Your Dragon since before the show started, so yep. he's already pretty prolific. But he said in Larry King recently, to kind of follow up on this, that it mm-hmm. was the right time, and that him mm-hmm. and... Uh, the showrunners, you know, Mike Judge and whatnot, they said they came to the conclusion that would be an organic departure for the character, mm-hmm. which I think makes sense because yeah. if you think about what who what Ehrlich is as the uh, like, you know, he runs the incu- he runs mm-hmm. the incubator, right. Realistically, how much longer should his
1: character be relevant to the success of the Pied Piper guys? And honestly, it's actually probably a good change because yeah. they've been in that incubator for four seasons now. You got to move out eventually. Yeah. You got to push the characters out and be doing something different. And he says he wants to stay involved even if it's just, like, coming on for every once in a while in the sure. season. So he's not going to be totally... Not a series off. regular, though. Exactly. It's
0: a big change. And he
1: was one of the more bankable, like, you put him in a scene, he's probably going to steal it or yeah. have something come out of and it. Him Jin Yang. Yeah, Jin Yang, man. I mean, this has been Jin Yang's breakout season, <laughs> in my opinion. He's been pretty good, but, like, this season he's killing it with the, with the hot dog thing. Oh, Oculus. Yeah, incredible. No, octopus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. So it does seem like like the right time. I wonder what he's going to go on to do. It's funny, I I was thinking about when I first saw him, and Mm -hmm. I think it was Cloverfield, when he Mm -hmm. was, like, the best friend who then was behind the camera the whole time. Didn't know who he was at the time, for Mm -hmm. sure. No one did, and he kind of stole that movie, too. He's very, like, Mm -hmm. witty and funny, but, like, acted pretty well in it. So, talented guy. I'm sure we'll see him doing a lot of things. He has a stand-up special coming out in two weeks. That's cool.
0: It'd be interesting to see if he... I I don't think he will gravitate to another show as a series like there again. I think he'll just... You know, explore their avenues, including
1: the occasional movie role. Yeah. So, why don't we move on though to some real casting this time? Tom Holland, Spider Man, what's it called? Homecoming, right? Just July. And so, what, one more month? Yeah, crazy. Wow. How's it fucking June? Halfway uh, through 2017, almost? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Anyways, yeah, Tom Holland. He's going to be uh, Uncharted's Nathan Drake. Correct. In a movie. And this I think this movie's been talked about for a while. Long gestating and... video game film.
0: Uncharted is a series of four critically acclaimed adventure games mm-hmm. on PS3 and PS4, mm-hmm. akin to Indiana Jones. Right. So the critique, of course, with considering all video game movies suck. Is that don't make this because we already have a superior version of Uncharted in Indiana Jones. Right. But Sony, one of the Sony execs, saw the one of the cuts of Spider-Man: Homecoming. He's like, you know what? That's our Drake. And Sony is making the Uncharted movie, so they decided to keep Tom Holland in house. It's being directed this time by Sean Levy, who's done a lot of comedies like Cheap by the yep. Dozen, last stuff like that. But here's the thing. This means absolutely nothing to me until we actually have a script in production. Because, I mean, at one point, David O. Russell was attached to this, Seth Rogen, right. Mark Wahlberg. Like, this, this means nothing until there's actually something concrete. Because it's a video game movie that's been talked about for ten years.
1: I couldn't really see him as Nathan Drake. It's a prequel, so it's like a young Nathan okay, Drake. that makes a little more sense. But
0: you still have to think of him as, like... If he's not the hard, hard, hardened, like cunning adventurer, treasure hunter, then he has to be like what, like like a smart, ass kid, right? Like, I guess I see it from Tom Holland, but he's kind of like a small frame, so
1: yeah, I, I don't I couldn't know. Couldn't really see him as Nathan Drake, but I mean, you know, it. It's... I don't
0: think this will be Shia LaBeouf
1: being Indiana Jones' son, right. bad, but yeah, you know, we'll have to see how the movie actually comes out if it if it happens. It'll be interesting with, with the news that there's going to be a, another Indiana Jones movie coming out eventually. Yeah. And assuming that's going to be the movie where they pretty much hand over the reins to whoever the next Indiana Jones will be. Who would that be? They could. Darren Egerton. Uh, it's probably going to be, what, Chris? It could be Chris Pine. Those guys are too old. You think he's too old? What about... Uh, These guys are all in their mid-30s. So you think they need needs to be someone really young then? Hmm. Ah, I'll think about that. But it would be interesting to see if this Uncharted movie does well kind of two like dueling franchises going up yeah. through the same sphere and i can't imagine there being enough room for two big franchises in that sphere i mean even two superhero universes don't really do that well together i mean dc we'll talk about them a little bit mm-hmm. had a win this time but i don't know if there's enough room for two very specific like treasure hunting adventure yeah film franchises let's wait till we have more details on both sure, projects sure but... also tom hardy so tom h again yep he's this gonna one's be like 20 old. years older Like, what? Venom?
0: Not only that, but production's happening this fall, releasing October 5th, 2018, directed by Ruben
1: Fleischer. That's fucking fast. Yeah, fucking fast.
0: Sony's like, we gotta take this Spider-Man wave right now that Marvel helped us build and
1: run. Tom Hardy is probably a really great choice for Venom. Think about okay. it. Again, this is a character wearing a fucking mask. <laughs> exactly. is going to be in the, the stupid Venom symbiote suit. And just doing some weird shit. Like, that's all Tom Hardy cr- to Yeah, yeah.
0: And Venom's a crazy character. And, you know, if you've seen any animated things or anything in the comics, if you do it right, and with a stellar actor like Tom Hardy, it could be ben, awesome. Uh, I definitely didn't think of him when I was trying to think of who I would pick as Venom, but a lot better than fucking Topher Grace from Spider Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> you, you,
1: you, I mean, Eric. From Is his name actually Eric Cartman? No, it wasn't. From Eric, the South 70s show? Yeah, I don't know. I think it was Eric Cartman. Not Ashton Kutcher. I don't know. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> he You don't think he was a good uh, Venom? No, he's a huge reason why that movie was a failure. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> no, yeah, I think this is a great choice for, for Venom. And Tom Hardy, I mean... This is like the perfect role for him in the, spider, in like the superhero universe. If he was going to do any superhero role, I feel like it had to be something very specific and small and kind of dark and twisted like this. It would
0: be, it'd be interesting to see if they, I assume they're not going to play this as a straight villain and do more of a anti-hero thing. Mm-hmm. They've been kind of, I mean, DC was kind of yeah. pushing Harley Quinn that way. Deadpool, by his nature, obviously anti-hero, mm-hmm. and we've had a lot
1: of success with that. So, I mean, I guess he was he was Bane already. But right, I mean, Bane was a strict villain, though, you right. know, and yeah. Doing something a little different. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough to have, like, a
0: totally villainous person you don't root for be the lead of a movie.
1: Yeah, and it's even hard to have it for a TV show like House of Cards, which came back recently. Yeah, May 30th. And uh, who the fuck wants to watch that show at this point? I've heard horrible things about this season. First have all. you? I've heard really bad things about this yeah, season. I so actually, far. you know, I, was, I think this is my tweet drafts, so I never mm-hmm. sent it out, but I was like, oh, House of Cards is back. And nobody I care about is talking about it, therefore I don't need to watch it right away. Yay! Yeah, exactly. You didn't hear anything about it, and what I did hear was basically like, why? What, like, it's just how, more how, of. Like, it's this. just super ridiculous, yeah. And it's just even more ridiculous. Like, he's already pushed. He's killed, like, what, three people so far? Four people? Spoiler alert. If you yeah. haven't watched any. Silly Barnes, yeah. she
0: died. <laughs> right,
1: yeah. She got pushed in front of a train. Sorry. Great moment, yeah. I well,
0: guess. see, I, I really liked last season because I thought I was bringing it back, Joel Kinneman's character as the. Uh, Candidate running mm-hmm. against Frank, I really liked him, hmm. and it was nice to see Joel Kinnaman do
1: something nice because he didn't have much to do in Suicide Squad. No, he, <laughs> did, he did not. He was like uh, he's like the point guard who has to pass every single time. Yeah, basically skipped the court, handed off. He was like the coach of the Suicide Squad. He, yeah, he, that's was, Rick he was red Come on, hard. guys, gotta stay on mission. <laughs> yeah, basically. So I'm <laughs> my girlfriend. Uh, basically, all, all <laughs> I've heard about so far is it just gets super ridiculous and outlandish and. I
0: mean, you have to be on. I mean, I think if you're still watching House of Cards, you've been on board with the stylized uh, storytelling.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I'm still gonna check it
0: out because yeah, I was higher. was I was higher on season four. Mm-hmm. That was the second best season. So again, we'll see. I'll probably eventually
1: get to it. Just I haven't even caught up on Fargo yet. Being away, I have to catch up on Fargo, Silicon, Better Call Saul, and Master of None. And you only really got a month because Game of Thrones is coming back July 16th, very soon. Speaking but, of Game of Thrones, yeah. Update us, Steve. Give us some Game of Thrones updates. The eighth and
0: final season is likely not to appear until 2019. is according to the HBO president of programming, Casey Bliss. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Casey Bliss in an interview with Entertainment Weekly. And he was citing the lengthy writing process that Benioff and Weiss are undergoing. Hmm. And, I mean, I guess that makes sense. They've somehow been able to turn this show around year after year, despite production taking, like, what, like, ten months in multiple countries? Right. And these guys write it. Like, these are the showrunners who also write most of it. They just don't, you know, they get directed. Well, especially before,
1: they had the source material already. Right. But now That's true, they're yeah. going off. You're right. They're basically just going off whatever they've it to told them. Yeah, they're already at that point. as the last season. Yeah, it's interesting, because they said that any of the prequel spinoffs that were already confirmed... Won't be coming out until late next year or early two thousand nineteen. Yeah, the so the same quote was you're not gonna see
0: anything air any time close to the season eight finale. Right. And the season eight finale is two years away, then you gotta figure the spin offs are probably I say three or four one years, or years away. Two of them. I, just, yeah.
1: I think they'll probably s- like stack them so that like yeah. one ends so and other one comes on just kind of mm-hmm. make it a year long type thing. Which would be kind of crazy if they do it that way. But Game of Thrones will be dominating our lives even more than it is. Many yeah. and Whites aren't going to have any connection to the spinoffs. They said. Gotcha. They but wanna. That's probably a good thing.
0: They wanna step away.
1: I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine that yep. they want to continue doing. And they also
0: said that th- if their names were attached to it, it would put like unfair expectations mm-hmm. on the project. So they they, they don't even sure. want like
1: producer credit or anything. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. So a lot of Game of Thrones stuff. We'll we'll be talking about Game of Thrones as it comes. We'll probably do another like setup pod or at least dedicate one of our pods to kinda of yeah. give you a Where are we at? What do we think's gonna happen? Yeah. So we'll move on to another HBO show though. The Leftovers. Mm. Wrapped up. It was its third and final season, so Damon Lindelof you don't know who he is. He was the producer and creator of Lost. You mm-hmm. listened to The Watch Pod, which I know Dave and I both listen to. He's been on that quite a lot frequently. Uh, a lot of press. A lot recently. Yeah. And this show, first season, we talked about it when it was the season starting off. First season got a lot of mixed reviews. Some people liked it. Some people thought it was a little too dark and twisted and not really moving at a good pace. Mm-hmm. Second season, lauded as one of the the better seasons of T V people can remember and this is peak TV, so it means it's pretty good. Third season, a lot of expectations. Dave did you watch? I haven't started shows still. I have to say
0: <laughs> I want to. I am planning on once I catch up on those shows, that and Twin Peaks are probably my
1: summer catch up. Yeah. Twin Peaks is now on, on Netflix. So I definitely yeah, have to I just catch heard up that. on that. So yeah. yeah. Smart buy on Netflix. I have to like I have to like get through Fargo. And I say get through, it's still really good, but just one of it's not as good as the second season basically at Mm -hmm. this point for me but then i'm gonna like try to finish twin peaks before game of thrones comes back on because at that point i'm probably just gonna be like lost in the sauce i
0: mean with mr robot not coming back to the fall and stranger things not coming back to the fall am i watching any summer shows besides game of thrones from july july and august what else am i watching
1: interesting there's nothing else on i think yeah, Everything came point. out in fucking April. Ah, maybe maybe that will be a good time to catch up on some of these yeah. things. Because you know you're watching Game of Thrones on Sunday, then you have another six days. Peak TV, maybe not so peak in the summertime. Spring, it was peak. Summer, a little less peak. Anyways, moving back to leftovers. So just to kind of give a little bit of a recap, I'm going to try to be as spoiler-free as I can for this. Um, Appreciate that. <laughs> basically, there were a lot of expectations coming into this. Um, the second season went into a very spiritual realm, which had one of the probably people's favorite episodes was called International Assassin where mm-hmm. Kevin Garvey, the main character, goes into the afterlife or whatever that space is and he's able to like interact in there. So coming into the third season, people were like, how is that going to come back? How are all these people going to interact? Mm-hmm. And the third season basically centered around the seven year anniversary of the 2% of the world's population leaving and like that was like basically what led up to the penultimate episode which I thought was actually a really great choice because the way that they resolved that and then left the last Episode the season finale was it was really smart because it, it pretty much wrapped up a lot of the underlying larger picture questions like what's going on with the afterlife how do how's this kind of play into what's happening like the two percent leaving how's the seven year anniversary gonna fall into this mm-hmm. and all this like spe- speculation rumors theories and then the last episode they were able to focus on what the show was really about the whole time ah uh-huh. which Clo- is closure yeah th- you good. got a lot of closure. And it really just focused on how people deal with grief and mm-hmm. like how people are basically broken from all these things that happen to them and how they find like grace and closure and salvation within all of it. So it was really wonderful. And Is um, Carrie Coon getting two Emmy nominations next Emmys? <sighs> it would be cool if Leftovers did. I don't know some if good Fargo... Piece, there's
0: good think pieces better.
1: I don't know if Fargo's been good enough this season, to be honest. Yeah, like, I have to catch up, so I've seen the first three. I think I was through episode five or six and been a little, not. I mean, she's been good in it, but I don't know if she's been, I mean, not more worthy. Yeah, she'd be competing with like big little lies and stuff. There's a lot of I could see talent. it for this though, because especially in this last episode, she is basically given the ball and said, Carrie, you need to wrap up this, this season for us. And she does a great job. Her It's her and Justin Thoreau. Basically, mm-hmm. the, the whole episode centers around them and definitely very emotionally evoking. And, you know, I forgot to write down the director's name, but some of the shots that she chose and oh. some of the ways that they decided to like let moments linger, really wonderful. And just the, the symbolism and the metaphors within the final episode really wrapped up the series really well. So That's good. Shout out Damon Lindelof. You know, he really took a show that was very controversial and kind of put down the first season and made it a classic. I mean, HBO will be able to pimp this stuff forever. So... so. It's pretty clearly better than Lost. Oh well, right? especially for the ending is a lot better than Lost. I think for a series whole Lost probably captured the public more, especially the first three seasons. Yeah, because it was kind like, of pre-internet.
0: Yeah, it was pre-internet. It was but kind of the the onset ah, of the water cooler discussion like, for TV.
1: Yeah, it was like it's basically, basically like the starting off of it. And Lindelof even says like some of the people, some of the stuff people were talking about storyboards, some of the theories they had affected how they made the show Mm. for Lost. Like Westworld. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, in a sense, I think Lost was a much more popular and more more engaging show, but I think this was a much... More well-made and a show that made more sense by the end. So it's really creative. Although Lindelof on the watch kind of said like, "I'm glad I didn't watch the season of Twin Peaks before I did this season because I would have just had to crawl in the corner and cry because I can never make anything that good." <laughs> but they really did some really creative choices and touched on some really meaningful topics. I think people can really relate to. So check out Leftovers. Start from the beginning. First season I know is. Not as good, but it will ma- really make you appreciate how far the show comes, I think. I know that you're the kind of guy that likes to start from the beginning for anything. Yeah, so. yeah definitely. You just listened to Bleacher's first album today? <laughs> no, I'm going to. Wait, but didn't you listen to, you listened to I Want to Get Better, right? Because I went to their YouTube channel and clicked Most gotcha. Popular. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> when you texted me today, I was like, yes, that song was very good three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, I want to kind of pass the ball back to you here now, though. Because Hand unfortunately, off to Lake Airblunt, I I tried to stay up to date on Lakey <laughs> Airblunt, M- Mike Gillisley, a great please. Philadelphia <laughs> Eagle <told> movie. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, you saw a lot of movies. I was following your Twitter on vacation, and every time I looked on it, it was like, here I am on top of a mountain, and I also saw the <laughs> summer movie. And I was like, okay,
0: Dave, Dave <laughs> doing work. Well, I was visiting my friend I've known for 20 years, and we would go on hikes in the morning, go to the beach, and then at night we're like. All right, well, let's go see that movie. We ran out of movies to see. So, in general, I'm a huge airplane movie he- uh, fan. Just watching them on the screen because there's movies that I want to see, but I don't want to necessarily go to the theater and pay for them, right? See them on the small, small screen. So I see them like a year later on the screen, I'm like, yes, on the screen I like that's that, that big. Right. So I saw, uh, on the way in, I watched five movies. Basically.
1: How long was that flight? Like?
0: It's uh, nine plus, nine over, over nine hours. Okay. Or close okay. to 10. So yeah, I basically watched so, I, five movies and I got there. <laughs> I watched Patterson with Adam Driver. Oh, yeah, that looked pretty good. Yeah, it's very slow, but it's de- it's like it's all it's writing, it's character, it's acting, it's cool. I liked it. Adam Chad Driver. Driver. It's funny, because it takes place in Patterson, New Jersey, and his last name is also Patterson. Hmm. A little on the nose. Okay. Uh, I saw Moana. Ah, The Rock, who I'm sure we'll be talking more about soon. Yeah. Uh, the Accountant, the Ben Affleck movie. <laughs> Did not know... That the goat John Bernthal is also in. This. Really, Colin, very fun.
1: Was it good? Yeah,
0: I liked it. All right, Hold bleed on. for this. That I was I actually didn't Miles see. Teller, Aaron Eckhart, and his uh, Miles Teller's dad is Kieran Hines, uh, Mans Raider. Okay, from Game of Thrones. Bleed for this was great. I I, I had really a great time watching it. this. It was so
1: fun for a bo- like boxing movies. Yeah, that are kind of like based dropped, on a true like story. Played out, but yeah. that's a really Vinny incredible Pass. story. Yeah. Hmm, awesome. I have to check that one out.
0: And then I need I had to watch something a little shorter, so I picked Fantastic Mr. Fox, the Wes Anderson movie I, oh, I had Oh, classic. Missed. Yeah, classic. Of course, George
1: Clooney. George Clooney's yeah. am- amazing. Is it, who who plays his wife in that too, isn't it? Like uh someone pretty good. You, know, you can keep talking. Yeah, I mean, about it.
0: you know how Wes Anderson does. He usually yeah. keeps a lot of people in the house. Uh Ed Norton is in there.
1: Oh, yeah. Again. That's right. Uh, Man, I haven't seen that movie in a minute. That's yeah, I think it's movie. uh oh oh nine. I, Meryl Streep is Mrs. Fox. Duh. Yeah, there you go. About wow, this cast, fucking stacked, dude. Bill Murray, Jason Schwartzman, Owen Wilson, William Dafoe. Yeah,
0: Schwartzman uh, and Owen Wilson are uh, Anderson Wes Anderson regulars. Awesome. Just so yeah, I was happy to finally see that. Then I saw Triple X Return of Xander Cage because uh, Mitch wanted to uh, rent it on cable, and it's ridiculous, as horrible as o- you expect. Over it the to top. Yep. Uh, Vin Diesel doing a he's Riding motorcycles in the ocean and skating in forests. It's basically his
1: brand now. They, yeah. Like, just doing yeah. ridiculous shit. And, like,
0: if if you want to see a ridiculous, dumb action movie, it checks the boxes, you know? He,
1: he lives a quarter mile at a time. Uh, right. I actually saw that on 22 hours of sleep.
0: Or uh, 22 <laughs> hours of being hours <laughs> of Being awake. Oh,
1: very well rested. <laughs> I was going to say,
0: damn. Because I was, like, stay <laughs> I was trying to stay until at least 9 o'clock to acclimate to the six-hour time difference. Right. So yeah, I was watching it and it was like effectively like 4 a.m. for me at the time or something.
1: Damn. Were you like real loopy and just like? Yeah. Well, I started
0: falling asleep at the end, and of course I didn't miss anything. Right. (laughs) Then I then I saw uh three new movies in the theater. So Alien Covenant, Baywatch, and Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man Tell No Tales. So why don't we start with
1: Baywatch? So Baywatch. Because Baywatch has been kind of like controversial recently. It's a bomb. Yeah, it's nineteen percent rotten tomatoes. Twenty three million. The Rock was tweeting weekend. a lot about it and saying, Very right off brand and from the Rock. critics?" Yeah, he was really going in hard. Negative. We should, wait, we should say future president The Rock. So, I mean, what do you? What, what were your thoughts on the movie? Well, as a dumb comedy, I liked it. It, it wasn't stup-
0: super funny. It was too long, but I I just kind of liked watching The Rock and Zac Efron being charismatic. Mm-hmm. This movie, if anything, wants me to see them in a Buddy cop movie like Central Intelligence right. just put out Kevin Hart put okay. in. F-Dark. Interesting. It was really weird though because they cast uh, Kelly Rohrbach, the you know the, the model slash actress, as yeah. C.J. Parker, who, Pamela Anderson's character, and The Rock is playing Mitch Buchanan, David Hasselhoff's character from the original Baywatch, and then David Hasselhoff and Pamela Anderson both show up at the end with the same names. Like what? Like you, you gave them the is same names but in the same universe? I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It, 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 it's it's. Not that great, yeah. Unless you really like the cast, it's it's yeah, stupid just funny.
1: Looking at the cast, here it's a lot like, of you
0: know zoom in on slow moving cleavage and stuff like that. And the, the problem is there's a lot
1: of stuff that happens like outside of the beach, the bay rather to uh, right. extend the plot. So again, yeah. it's a little too long. You know, it's interesting because pretty much what they're saying for that movie is one, we have the name Bay, well, we have like the IP Bay, IP actually, whatever, yeah. and so we're gonna use it and we're going to put two very charismatic actors and just basically let them cook. And for having Zac Efron who basically was amazing in Neighbors and I think is incredibly funny and talented actor and then the Rock who everybody mm-hmm. loves and is can can be funny. Zac Efron Zac Efron doesn't save funny. bad movies though. No, he's that, been in
0: plenty of bad movies that, because the scripts suck.
1: But like to like have both of them and then have it be such a dud kind of disappointing.
0: And also, given The Rock's uh, rating status as the box office leader for yeah. actor, his
1: movie star takes a huge hit if he couldn't sell this. Yeah, and so far, I mean, Baywatch is the sixth highest-grossing movie of the summer, um, but it's only made $41 million. As no, that's terrible. It's, yeah, it's ho- absolutely horrible, especially because this budget was probably... It wasn't that high, but that's not the point. You know? it, it, was... it had to be pretty high. Because like, of, Signing all these actors. Uh, uh, do you
0: have the page up? The, the for... villain was played by uh, uh, yeah. is that F- Priyanka Chopra?
1: Yeah. Priyanka Chopra. Right, so Chapra. she was
0: um, she was Miss... Miss World 2000 and since became a huge A-lister in Bollywood and she was actually really great as the villain. She was very charismatic and they pushed hard for her as in the marketing uh, in
1: Asia, specifically India. Right. Didn't help. Hmm. And The Rock didn't
0: help so uh, to- no. really it's a So pretty much nothing,
1: nothing could have saved this movie. No, nope, apparently not. Huh. Well, what would you grade it?
0: D6. Yeah. Oh, six,
1: okay. Oh six I isn't that bad. I, I
0: always rate things on the on the genre,
1: you know. Gotcha. So as a as a, a dumb comedy. as a dumb dumb comedy. dumb comedy. Gotcha. You know? Interesting. That's whatever. Who played Hassel Oscar? Was that supposed to be that was Efron? The Rock. That was The Rock. Yeah, okay. Efron plays a washed up Olympian. Gotcha. Yeah. Makes more sense though. Yeah. Alright. Why well, don't we move on to Alien? Alien Covenant. So this had uh, Michael Fassbender. it had a lot of really good people in it. Billy right? Crudup, no, no, Dan McBride,
0: Dan McBride, that's Billy cool. Crudup, Catherine yeah. Waterston, a bunch of other people in very really small roles. It's better to think of Alien Covenant as the sequel to Prometheus than another prequel to Alien, but because those was... two really don't exist as great prequels, but on their own, I like them.
1: Isn't the plan also to come up with like two more? prequels before the initial Alien movie so it's like kind of link Prometheus to Alien. So Alien
0: Covenant takes place 11 years after Prometheus. It's a direct sequel. Okay. And then given like the the dates they give Covenant ends about 18 years before the original Alien with uh, you know Ripley played by Sigourney Weaver. Right. There's a lot of time to play with and obviously they're still way far away from Ripley having any you know, oh, yeah. relevance to the current plot in these prequels. So yeah, really Scott, I mean, he's taught, the way the way these movies, the movie, these movies are kind of, the, the new ones are kind of pretentious about like religion and philosophy and Paradise Lost and stuff like that. And really Scott clearly is, you know, he has these own ideas, but he can't, and he's a great filmmaker, made so many great movies, but he really can't, Stop to think about how like ridiculous some of his uh, ideas are. Sure, but they are like really out there ideas. Mm-hmm. But on the surface, Alien Covenant is fun, but again, it has the problem that Prometheus has, and other movies have as well, where it's like uh, I think Roger Ebert coined it as idiot plot, hmm. where these supposedly really smart people, these scientists, these researchers, uh, yeah. do inexplicably stupid things in the plot that get them killed. Yeah, and that, of course it happens again. The star is Michael Fassbender, though, playing two different androids, David and the new character, Walter. Right. David was from Prometheus, and he shines. He is fantastic.
1: Well, uh, fa- and I he's going to be
0: a part of the new ones, which I think is cool because he's a flesh out antagonist. He's actually a great villain. Gotcha. And they're going to keep him really successful and keep him around. So I'm excited to see what they do with his character, one of the other people that keep dying.
1: I seriously think Fassbender is one of the most talented act- like mm-hmm. actors out there right now. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, don't think he, was, he gets talked about enough for a lot of roles, but.
0: He was snubbed for 12 Years a Slave.
1: He, oh, was, uh, yeah, uh, he was, what was great. his name,
0: Epps, the really racist yeah. guy, mm-hmm. uh, the
1: slave owner. He was incredible. Yeah, and it's funny because like he can even make unlikable characters, very hmm. likable, like Jobs. that No one should have liked that guy. Yeah, I liked, I loved him as
0: Steve Jobs. Yeah, he was awesome. Accuracy, would so be damned. I didn't... like him as Magneto.
1: Yeah, he, he he does play really good Magneto. I guess like just like villains, he's he like can tap into that for some You know what's
0: funny? He's probably a dark guy. F- Fassbender's first movie is 300. That's his first movie? He's the guy who gets his head cut off by the guy on the horse. He's the son and he's like he looks back at his his dad's like, Yeah, dad did good, right? And
1: then bloop <laughs> that's Fender, his first movie in oh you know, 07. God. Wow, that's crazy. Of um, course, we had no idea who he was then. Yeah, I guess, like, Alien, when I think about Alien, I I think about Sigourney Weaver, honestly, first of all. And just, like, that like Star scene where, like, finally, like, like or when, like, they come face-to-face, and, like, he's just, like, breathing, like, Alien's just, like, breathing on her or whatever. Maybe that's not even a scene, it's just, like, a poster, but that's what I think of. I don't know, I guess I wasn't really expecting this to be... Like a really really great movie, No, but I don't it's think it has supposed to be. to be fun and this I, is
0: this is universe exploring exactly. deep in the deep in the alien shit. I mean, like, you have to kind of you have to know that going in, and that's what you need to want right. from it. But Ridley Scott got a lot out of this IP. We yeah. go back to IP. He's got a lot out of this. This is the sixth of... Alien movie if you don't when count the uh, AVP's. Seventy
1: nine. <sighs> so like this is going out. He like released like Alien years. and then
0: a few years later he was Blade Runner. Two oh seminal sci-fi
1: movies. Yeah, he's got he's gotten forty years out of this. Good for him. I mean, and now you got Fast to carry it for a couple more movies. They'll be fine. Alien's gonna be around for a while. Yeah, I think he's like seventy-nine. He's pretty old. Well, I, I think he'll pass it on though. Who who has this? This was Warner Brothers. I think Warner Brothers or Fox, maybe. Probably Fox. I would imagine. If I'm thinking about it. But yeah, it's yeah. yeah looks like it is. Drum roll, please. Oh, it's not right there at the beginning. I'll do a little more looking. Yeah, it's it's just. They'll definitely hand this off. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely plays somebody as an understudy to him. And with Fastbender to carry, I think they'll be fine for a while. Uh, I want to see Fastbender do different stuff, though. Like, I feel like the only movie he hasn't played a somewhat protagonist in recently has been. Or antagonist in recently has been. Uh, the the video game movie I'm blanking Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed yeah funny <laughs> enough
0: I saw that on the plane back and it sucks yeah as I expected could he guess that so <laughs> you, yeah. he did play a uh, Macbeth in 2015 that movie version of that really dark Macbeth when Marion Cotillard. And David Thewlis. I mm, didn't see it. A really dark, I didn't, I a really didn't dark it.
1: movie where he played Macbeth. M- so. Yeah, and
0: Macbeth's also a fucking horrible person, yeah. so it doesn't <laughs> <Interesting>. change Fast <much. laughs>
1: Bender has a type, I feel like. <laughs> so what would you grade Alien? Alien Covenant? I, I, thought it was, I thought it was enjoyable. I'd say so, it's like a seven, seven okay. and a half. There you go. You know, it's fun. Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm going to guess is going to get a different... <laughs> <laughs> I did not like
0: Pirates of the Caribbean 5. I do not remember enough about 4... To say it was better, most critics say it's a lot better than 4, which came out in 2011. Dead men tell no tales, Dave. So, the problem with Pirates of the Caribbean and Dead Men Tell No Tales, and the pirates, the the, pirates, the problem with pirates in general, is that Jack Sparrow fucking sucks now. Yeah. He didn't used to what? suck.
1: Why does he suck, though?
0: Because now he's just a bumbling idiot. He doesn't have any cutting cunning or wit like he used to. You know
1: what's kind of funny? The original trilogy had all this intrigue, and Jack Sparrow's a big part of that. Now he's just a fucking drunk idiot. I want to make one count. Just point. like Johnny Depp in real life. It's Pirates of the Caribbean came out what like twelve years ago. Two thousand three. Two thousand three. So fourteen years ago now. Fourteen years of being an alcoholic, out in the ocean, He'd mm. probably become pretty dumb and bumbling by then. Let's not forget, he was nominated for best actor for the original Pirates movie. Yeah, he was really. And he was in a that. way better character
0: than now. He's just now he's just like a stupid like cipher. And if they but, could, if they could drop Jack Sparrow, there's something there there was a ton of intrigue in this and ha- it was not just what jack though? like what, elizabeth what... swan and uh will turner people like those characters and davy jones was a great antagonist hmm. you know but now i mean again just like the fourth movie there's no obvious sequel to be had from dead men tell no tales javier hmm. berdem was totally fine as salazar but that's not the point there's just no intrigue do you think orlando bloom would do it he was back in this one briefly hmm. and at the end he embraces elizabeth Interesting. but i think that just easily closes the book doesn't open it again and these new young young characters that help get them to this, uh, like we're gonna care about them in the new movie. So Paul
1: McCartney I, was in this?
0: Yeah, he's a brief scene as a uh, guy in a jail cell, He's mm. a pirate. That's that's pretty funny. Because I knew it was him, I was like, Oh, there's the Paul scene. Yeah. And I thought a, a smile they, on my face. The Paul scene.
1: How was Javier It It's fine, he's really um really uh creepy.
0: Yeah, really good CGI to like make he's. Uh, he was yeah. like a
1: like a ghost kind of i see him in the trailer he, he was like a ghost but had like barnacles on him right? yeah like that. yeah javier
0: bardem oh also also got the type javier bardem's connection to depp in the character sparrow we see a flashback scene with a young johnny depp a la torkin and rogue one
1: mm-hmm. on the
0: face oh. and i got that conversation
1: going again about how we don't we, we should stop de-aging yeah. current don't, actors and just using don't do that younger lookalikes which, I mean, not 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 to cut you off in this movie because I think Pirates of Caribbean. That's enough. In. You you should keep scout- skewering it. But kind of speaking of, it, I heard that there was a scene like that in Wonder Woman where like David Thewlis is supposed to like look younger in like an earlier battle scene and like. Oh, I didn't really in some notice Some of the battle that. scenes people were made to look younger too, and people are saying that it didn't come across that great. Oh, I didn't even really notice that. Interesting. I
0: would look into that. But I heard
1: Thewlis was really good. I heard Thewlis and Chris Pine, along with Gal Gadot, were like. Fucking aces, Gal Gadot movie. shines, man. Yep. And Chris Pine is awesome. Wonder Woman. Wonder, Wonder woman. woman. Really fun. But before we even get into the movie itself, you have to acknowledge the success it's having. Yeah, it's the third highest earning at the box office this year, over a hundred million. 103 million, <laughs> million domestic, plus another 125 international. It's the biggest ever
0: opening for a movie directed by a woman, and it was already the most expensive movie ever directed by a woman. That's fantastic. And it, 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 it all, it's also good because in the box office, that's, it dethrones 50 shades of gray from having that title which took it from twilight so i finally
1: have a good movie yeah that has this distinction
0: also of a note 52 percent of the audience were women usually superhero that's movies awesome. are over 60 percent male
1: that's really cool so that's great it's really cool yeah. that 93
0: percent rt round tomatoes on 258 reviews so 93
1: percent positive with all the reviews in i mean first so it's of all, a smash just, just getting this out of the way dc we've already said needed this win yep and luckily they got it but it's also really just a great storyline about how the major universes out there, Star Wars, DC Universe, Marvel still struggles with this, but have strong female leads that mm-hmm. are, are able to draw the female audience in. Because, I mean, wh- what female have watched Star Wars before? Now now they have Rey, which is going to be... Well, they be also great. had Leia the whole time. True. She's a co-lead. I guess that, I guess that's true, but I felt like Leia did kind of get relegated to that, like... She's Side still a, she's role. still a princess that started right. out by needing to be saved. Exactly, and now Ray is like yeah, I'm the fucking boss. She's yeah, like and uh, the last Jedi and Jin and Rogue One, same thing. Exactly, so that's really cool. Uh, what would I mean? Seeing this movie, what were your expectations going in, and what kind of like what was on and what was mm-hmm. off about that? Solid origin story, I think, was all it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: because it, this is a period piece; it takes place during World, World, World War I One time. So it just kind of had to bring intrigue. And make you care about Wonder Woman since we she had her brief appearance at the end of BVS, but there wasn't much to that besides her just kicking ass. Yeah, exactly. But the great thing was Gal Gadot was absolutely superb as an actress. Not only like does she look like Wonder Woman, where'd she come from? Uh, she was in Fast and Furious. Oh, really? She's um she's an Israeli. I think she did modeling and some small roles, and then uh, yeah, Fast Fast put her on the map. She's so. a boss. Yeah. And, yeah, she just shined she, really good uh, mannerisms, really played the character excellently. And Chris Pine kind of playing the uh, straight man slash love interest also is awesome. I think you see it on The Ringer. People talk war about of the war of the Chris' wars. Chris yeah. Evans, Hemsworth, Pratt, and Pine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Pine not being a superhero in this, but being, you know, the love interest. And then, of course, being
1: Kirk. Stock is high for Chris Pine right now. He I've always been a fan. He didn't overtake Chris Pratt, though. Chris Pratt know. has the number one movie He is of But Chris year, so. Pratt Plays the same role Goofy Yeah Goofy idiot all the time Right I guess Lovable so Lovable guy I, I guess so But wasn't in uh, Passengers Wasn't he kind of like A cunning idiot in that Yeah, yeah. Somewhat I mean <laughs> was there anything Cunning about Passengers I guess in retrospect No Don't don't <laughs> talk shit about Passengers It's a, It's He did not know too much co- Coming back <laughs> coming To back.
0: Wonder Woman <laughs> Lighter tone for DC movie Much needed Thank god Yeah
1: <laughs> And it didn't need to use stupid jokes like, this bird is cooked. Right. Or yep. what was the other? I, I can't remember what the other Whatever stupid
0: shit Suicide Jesse Eisenberg Squad. said. Oh, God. Yeah. It, it was also pretty well-paced. And yeah, at the end, it kind of has some stereotypical superhero movie things. But you're okay with it because the rest of the movie was so refreshing. Hmm. So uh, this is also great because it establishes a viable sub-franchise for DC, of which Suicide Squad and BVS... Man still hadn't really done, there's still so much polarization about the Superman character right? and they're probably going to make another Suicide Squad, but again, these movies underperformed despite making a lot of money and still were critically panned, so this is uh, great for everyone involved and hopefully it helps show that female directors isn't a uh, stigma that needs to be had, you know? I mean, there were initially some female directors attached to bigger movies they dropped off, like uh, Ava DuVernay and Black Panther and Captain Marvel will be directed by A uh, woman coming out in uh, two years, but nevertheless, stellar
1: success. It's really exciting. You know, Wonder Woman, I think in a lot of senses, like Superman kind of gets lumped into just being like one of those heroes who they're like invincible and like who the fuck could really get into that. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, just Wonder Woman, I mean, I don't really know a lot of her origins, so I'll I'll say, say say this with a grain of salt, just like Superman Doesn't really have like the the backstory that really gets you like really into like Batman has a very interesting backstory and like most successful backstory exactly so um, to have this be a huge success and you know for it to be a female lead who can then step into this universe that's struggling to really get off the ground and be like, okay, I can carry you, I think that's a really, really good right. sign for DC. They needed that.
0: Let's so. hope Justice League,
1: which it's, is also Zack Snyder, right. in the fall, Really interesting continues. that so far DC's breakout stars have pretty much been Harley Quinn and Gal Gadot. Yep. And the Wonder Woman, so. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see the way that both of them are going. Anyways, any last thoughts on any of these movies, Dave? David Thouless coming back in the public eye. Yeah. Interesting. Stupid man. Yeah. Werewolf. Yeah, Fargo, he's been really, really good. and Very creepy. Fargo. Yeah, just very, like, yeah. disgusting. I
0: really like the way he starts, his uh his character appears at the start of the, se- the season.
1: Yeah, he, get, he just gets grosser and grosser every time, though. I don't know if that's the way it's supposed to be. I, I imagine it has to be, <laughs> but just en- enough with the grossness. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we, we should probably wrap up there, but because Dave's been away for so long, we had a lot to catch up on. We might mention this earlier, but we're going to be doing a lot of music recapping next week. Lil Phoenix, Yachty. Little Yachty. Bryce Tiller. Yeah, I mean, I listened T to T. Wayne little...
0: came out after nine years. The Lil Wayne T-Pain mixtape that was teased. I did not listen to that. I'll to check that one out. Yeah, let's see. Bleachers, we'll talk about that. Alt-J
1: I listen to. Perry. Yeah, I mean, there's... And then a... next week is uh, Lord and 2 yeah. Chains. A lot of music. Yeah, actually, that'll be two weeks for those ones. Next week is Phoenix. So. Oh right, yeah, two weeks. Uh, right. yeah. So next week we'll be talking about Phoenix and then previewing Lord if we mention it. Right, I mean, it'll yeah, we'll probably way till that happens. that happens. Yeah, but definitely check back and if there's any music you want us to talk about, let us know. In the meantime, hit us up on Twitter at NostalgiaPod. Go to our SoundCloud at uh, uh, SoundCloud.com slash NostalgiaPod. A lot of practice here. Mm-hmm.
0: You find a link to YouTube right there. Please
1: subscribe. Yes. helps us out. Yeah, rate, review on iTunes. And, yeah, give us any feedback. We really want to hear from you guys. What did you think of these movies? Did you watch The Leftovers? If you listen to the new Kanye song, what did you think of that? It uh, won't be on our Spotify playlist because it's not official, but still follow that playlist for all the new stuff that's out. Yeah, I've kept it pretty up-to-date except for some of the hip-hop, which I'm not as much a fan of, so I didn't get to. I usually let Dave make those calls. So mm. if Dave, if the songs not on there, blame Dave. Stay tuned. Exactly. But until next time, take care. We love you. Peace out. All my days, I pray.